As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Thursday the 21st of September. I'm Michael Bailey and on the show today... It was a night of contrasts for the English teams in the Champions League. And it looked like it ate up Onara, actually. He looked really despondent afterwards. If you'd asked any Arsenal fan what was the perfect game, I think this would be it. Did another Bellingham late show paper over Real Madrid cracks? He's a kid who just things tend to happen when he's around. And can Unai Emery weave his European magic again with Aston Villa? If he wins against Lego also tonight, it'll be his 100th win in Europe. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. A second night of Champions League action brought a seven-goal thriller between Bayern Munich and Manchester United. Not that United supporters will be thrilled by their 4-3 defeat. Sané for Kane, Kane for Sané. Oh! And right through Andre Onana. That's an awful mistake by the Manchester United goalkeeper. That was Leroy Sané opening the scoring for Bayern. Yes, Harry Kane also scored. And there was a crazy finale with three goals in the final seven minutes. United's Casemiro getting two of them. But ultimately, United have now conceded three goals in three consecutive games for the first time since 1978. Laurie Whitwell is in Munich for the Athletic, ready to dissect that performance. Laurie, did the final scoreline flatter United? Probably, yeah, based on the second half performances because Bayern put through United multiple times. Onana actually redeemed himself a little bit um, in the first half. Glaring error by pulling off some saves. They hit the woodwork and really it felt like they could have added to the scoreline at will. But then, yeah, some free goals made United look the final score seem more palatable. Although having said that, I think the VAR call was very harsh and you know you take that out of it then it's actually a draw well that's a fair point and you mentioned Onana there too it was his error for the first goal is he going to start coming under a little bit of extra scrutiny with his performances now I think so I mean I think he's already been under a bit of scrutiny uh, that uh, save or lack thereof against Jao Pedro for the for Brighton's third goal on Saturday was, was something and people have looked at a few of the goals that have gone in and thought mm, would David De Gea have saved them I mean that's that was obviously going to be the inevitable question mark but yeah this one was a the, the big one a real glaring one because United were in the game 
at nil nil, playing playing quite well actually. Sane looked like he was getting a bit frustrated. Has a bit of a hopeful shot, really. Yeah, he should be saving that every single time. And it looked like it ate up Onana, actually. He looked really despondent afterwards, pulling the shirt over his face, sitting on the turf, face down on the turf for quite a while. And he didn't actually look like he got his head back in the game until even after the second goal. It was part-time, I think, seemed to settle him down. He came out uh, more reassured, but it, it really affected him that. And he'll have to try and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Such a mental effect on, on such a mistake. I guess we all got, always got to look for some positives. Rasmus Hoyland, he did score. And is he starting to make an impact? That must be encouraging. Yeah, I mean, he certainly gave his all uh, before getting a touch of the ball. He, he didn't touch it too many times in the first half, but he was trying to harry Bayern Munich. He was showing commitment and that kind of positive attitude that I think United need at this moment. And actually, his finish was, was a really sharp one again. I know he got a bit fortune with the deflection, but it reminded me of the goal against Brighton that got ruled out in the way that he managed to turn his body into it and, and get a shot away when perhaps other strikers might not be able to. So that, that's really encouraging. And yeah, he's, he's got off the mark away at Bayern Munich. You know, at a moment when it looked like maybe that would bring them back into the game, actually. I know twice it happened that they just then conceded instantly and, and all hope was gone. But I think for him personally, that's good to get off the mark so soon. Thanks, Laurie. The other Premier League club in action last night was Arsenal, playing a Champions League game for the first time since 2017. And the fourth favourites marked it with four different goalscorers in a 4-0 home thrashing of PSV Eindhoven. Space plenty on the edge of the box. Odegaard! Jordan Campbell is at the Emirates. Jordan, Arsenal are back in the Champions League. It looked like they'd never been away. No, and I think it was, if you'd asked any Arsenal fan what was the perfect game, I think this would be it. 4-0 win, a few players getting a run out, a slick surface with the rain. Uh, it's not stopped raining all night. And basically a team in PSV who came to play a game of football but just weren't quite at the same level as Arsenal. So I think Compared to what they came up against at the weekend against Everton, this would have been this would have been a uh, glorious for the Arsenal players. Um, the a space that they had. So this is by far the best performance of the season. But I guess there's a bit of realism that the money involved with Premier League teams always means that PSV, even one of the best teams in the Netherlands, the resources don't don't match up. Um, but I, I think the style of game it gave uh, gave them a lot of room to play, and on the on the counter they were just they were absolutely lethal. Gabriel Jesus came back into the team. He got asked on Friday whether he would need a two or three months maybe to get back up to speed after surgery. And he sort of looked at the, the reporter baffled as to why he would need why he would need that amount of time. And I think he showed tonight why he can just hit the ground running again. He was he was tremendous in that first half. Saka completely tore best apart at the left at left back and yeah, Trossard again. So the front three all getting on the score sheet is exactly what Mikel Arteta would have wanted. Do you have a handle on where Mikel Arteta's expectations are for the Champions League this season? Europe as a whole is probably somewhere he has got a point to prove. You know, last season they went out here to, to sport in Lisbon on penalties and that was a, a big disappointment. Um, you know, we got to the semis a few years ago, but it's not been somewhere, you know, the Europa League, I think they would have fancied themselves to win it at least one year. So I think there is a bit of a point to prove and they got probably the most favourable draw they could have asked for. So I think everything going well, the group stage should be navigated without much fuss, but until you're here, until you play it, I think there's always that bit of nerves there. So tonight, I think, will be a, a massive relief for them just to get through it so easily and, and kill the game in the first half. And of course, that's not a bad way to head into the North London derby with Tottenham on, on Sunday. That one's teed up very nicely, isn't it? No, exactly. And um, I think David Raya continuing in goal 
is another subplot that has to be looked at for the weekend because I think most people, if you'd asked them, would have maybe thought Ramsdale having helped Arsenal get into the Champions League, he might rotate back to him. But that's two games in a row Raya's played. I think he maybe twice gave the ball away with his feet. But apart from that, he was, he was pretty immaculate in terms of coming for crosses. I think he had maybe one or two saves, but they were pretty bog standard. So I guess that's the, the big subplot ahead of Sunday. But to have Jesus back playing like that through the middle... Zinchenko another game under his belt that all bodes well so uh, two teams obviously tied on points just goal different separates them but I think Postacoglu will will come and have a go at Arsenal so if it's anything like tonight then uh, I think Arsenal fans themselves to, to get the better Thanks Jordan and I think we all look forward to Aaron Ramsdale being brought on as a 66th minute substitute against Spurs you can get more reaction to Arsenal's result by listening to Handbrake Off, the Athletic's dedicated Arsenal podcast, which will be out later today. Anyway, let's wrap up the rest of the Champions League action. RB Salzburg's starting 11 against Benfica was the youngest in Champions League history with an average age of 21 years, 183 days. And they won 2-0 against a team down to 10 men after just 13 minutes. My match pick yesterday saw Real Sociedad and Inter share a 1-1 draw, while Napoli won 2-1 in Braga thanks to an 88-minute own goal. As for Real Madrid, their midfield marvel Jude Bellingham scored in the fifth minute of injury time to beat debutants Union Berlin 1-0 at the Bernabeu. Pelota para Valverde, le va a pegar, le va a pegar, chuta Valverde, se queda muerto, gol, 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 de Jude Bellingham. Dermot Corrigan is there for the Athletic. Dermot, Jude Bellingham is making it very hard not to talk about him and ask you about him, isn't he? It is pretty much all about Jude so far at Real Madrid season. Another last-minute goal, another just when everybody in the stadium wanted something to happen, needed something to happen, Bellingham popped up with not the most difficult goal that he will score in his career, but he has made a habit of it already in six weeks here in Madrid of just being in the right spot, the ball tends to drop to him. He's a kid who just things tend to happen when he's around, has that special touch, and it happened again. He's going to become a cult hero very quickly. Uh, th- this was pretty hard work for Real. Are there, are there some weaknesses in this team that are starting to show up? Yeah, it, it's not that unusual for Madrid in early season Champions League games here at the Bernabeu to not to be maybe at 100% intensity and not to, to put teams away. But there have been some issues shown up in the team. Like the, Benzema's not there anymore. Vinicius has got injured. They're trying to kind of transition the midfield away from Cruz and Modric to the new guys who, who they've come in. Militao's long-term injury as well. Courtois an injured. So, you know, they've had a good bit to deal with. And Ancelotti's come up with a new kind of formation for the team, which they're still kind of working out how, how to do it best. The fullbacks push on a lot, which sometimes leaves space in behind. There's a lot of guys in midfield who maybe get in the, each other's way a little bit. Kind of teething problems that Madrid often have at the, going through the, the autumn months of the season. So nobody's too really worried about it. But they've got Atletico coming up at the weekend. They've got a Clasico in a month's time. And Ancho needs to come up with some answers around those games. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. So that was yesterday. And the good news is the European fun continues tonight. The Europa League games feature the likes of Liverpool, Roma, West Ham, Brighton and Ajax while the Conference League attention is led by Aston Villa. They're in Poland to face Legia Warsaw and have a manager in Unai Emery who knows just what it takes to go on a continental cup run. Jacob Tanswell covers Aston Villa for The Athletic and he's here now. Jacob, I feel a lot of clubs would fancy Unai Emery managing them in a European competition. Is the prospect exciting Aston Villa supporters? 
It is because you've got a European specialist. You've got a guy with the pedigree. If, if he wins against Lego Warsaw tonight, it'll be his hundredth win in Europe, and he's reflected on that uh, in his in his press conference. But he's a guy that every single time he has any club, he wants to win the competition. There's something about Aston Villa, the projects he's building, where he sees his competition as probably the kickstarter, wanting to get into Europa League, into the Champions League eventually. That's that's his goal, and he wants to be the favourites. I think if you look at the at the bookmakers. Aston Villa are the favourites to, to win this tournament already and without a ball even being kicked. And he wants that. He wants the pressure. He wants more games. He won't rotate. He won't take it light. Uh, it's, it's it's all full head of steam and the game's going to be probably the most difficult of the group stages. Which makes it interesting because how do you set expectations like that if you're putting the pressure on delivering? He wants he wants expectations. He he wants more games because he wants to know about himself. This is a guy that was 1-0 down to Crystal Palace on Saturday. Uh, and he said that he wanted to just try and experiment a few things to see if they worked and see if they could take him into into Europe. He's not afraid to he's not afraid to to make changes like that. It's all about experimenting. He did it against Liverpool. He knew the game was done. He changed shape then, and he's trying to find this balance between being really efficient in the Premier League, getting into the top six, top seven, but then also going really deep into European competitions as well. So he wants that pressure. He thrives on that pressure. And he's always said that he wants to be better today than he was yesterday. And he sees Aston Villa as the perfect stepping stone. So that's the manager. Any tips on the players that could chime for Villa on a European stage? I think it all centres on Nicolo Zaniolo for me. He obviously was the difference maker in the first edition of the Conference League, scoring for Jose Mourinho's Roma two years ago. Since then, his, his career's kind of yeah, taken a bit of a weird shape. But, you know, he's gone to Turkey, he's come back. But he looked really bright on his Premier League debut. And he's one of those players that's got real good pedigree in Europe, like all the rest of the summer signings out of Yuri Tillemans, Moussa Diaby, Pau Torres. But he's got that something different. He's got that X factor. So in games where he might be a little bit tight, Zaniolo can conjure up something. So I think he's certainly one to watch. Thanks, Jacob. You can catch tonight's Europa and Conference League games live on TNT Sports in the UK and Paramount Plus in the US. That's it for today's briefing. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producers were Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman and executive producer was Ian McIntosh. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit the follow button on your podcast app of choice and tell your mates about us too. Adam Leventhal is with you tomorrow. Until then, have a good one. The Athletic.